Hey guys, we are back here with What Women Binge. I look up and Patricia Heaton is walking into the restaurant. <laughs> Dear friend, Patricia Heaton. What's the first time you were like, okay, I've made it, or I'm good, or I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Yes. Another yeah. Wednesday, another What Women Binge. Should we change it to What We Binge? I think we the don't. boys, I th- no? I mean, I'm Keep glad that we babies. have some male fans that are listening and, we and have are a lot of into men it. on the show. I know, but it's still about us as women and what we're into. Because women are so social. Yeah, we like men. Oh, we, we definitely like men. <laughs> we like women. Most of us. But it's, yeah. We like women. We're women. We're binging things. We like men. We like women. We like everything. Fine. We love puppies. We like, ba- we like babies. We like everybody. You know who else likes babies? I do. <laughs> I know who likes little tiny chubby babies. Our guest today. Yes, she does. She does. <laughs> should we tell everybody who our guest is? We should, but we have other things to talk about, too. We do, we before do. Before we get there. Okay, guys, we have a fun guest today, a friend of ours, but we'll get to that in a minute. What are we going to talk about today? Amanda, what are you, so you recently had some time. I've had a lot of time on my to hands. yourself. You know what I've done? You've binged. I've binged things, but also, you know what else I've done? Laundry? No, I've gone online and I've rated us. <gasps> you rated us? It's probably not good juju to like... Rate your own podcast. No, it's definitely good. I did it. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing, you guys. With a podcast, especially one as new as ours, it's important to have like ratings and reviews. So, I mean, the number one thing you guys could do is listen to the podcast. Thank you very much. And we're glad you're here. And we're so glad. And number two would be subscribe. And number three would be rate and review. And then number four, kind of a big four. It's a big ask, but we appreciate it. Is like supporting our sponsors because they support us so we can do this. So um, they're the reason we're able to be here, be on camera, have a beautiful set, have the lights on, that kind of thing. So if you guys want to support our sponsors, that would be awesome. But if you just want to subscribe, but if you want to rate and review right now, we'll wait. Should we wait? We'll give them a second. We'll be okay, here. Okay, here we go. What's our what's our like ringtone while you wait? Like our... Maybe we should play the theme song. Do you know the theme song? Do you know who wrote the theme song? I know who wrote the theme song. Who wrote the theme song, Amanda? <laughs> Your husband. My husband did. It's the he's first so time cute. he's ever done anything musical for me. Oh, well, that's not true. My 40th birthday, he did sing. He, I, I wanted him to sing Aerosmith's uh, Dream On. And he did. And not only did he sing that, but he also sang our wedding song, which is In Excess, Never Tear Us Apart. And he sang Angel Eyes to me, which oh was the gosh. song he sang at our engagement party to me. Were you a puddle? No, but you know what? Recently, oh I thought God. I lost if, the video. I mean, I was, but I, here's the thing. At my engagement party, 500 people in Alabama, no, 700 people in Alabama. This is why we had to have a small wedding in Italy. We had 85 people in Italy, but our engagement party, because he was many generations deep yeah. in Alabama, we had not only, you know, we had like three generations of every family from the town come to our, I mean, we had to have 50 hostesses, like five were on the food and five were on the drinks and five were on the flowers and three were in charge of the tent. It was a whole thing. And we had live music and Mark got up on stage. I didn't know he was going to do this. And he got up on stage and performed and he sang Angel Eyes to me. I can't even remember. I don't even know who the band is. Ask your ear. Who the, who's the band that sang Angel Eyes? Um, so he gets on stage and he sings Angel Eyes to me. But I'm right up front and I'm holding on to my little sister, I think it is, and kind of rocking back and forth, listening, smiling at him like, oh, he's so cute. This is so cool. Oh, <laughs> should I look at him? Should I not look at him? Should I look at the guitar? Should I look at his, should I look at the band? Should I, oh, wait, oh, I should no. look at him. And I'm going through my head through all this, but I'm like smiling. Like this is a happy moment in my life. But you're not eating it up. I turn around and everybody's in tears. His cousin, my mom, like, am I having the wrong reaction to this right now? Yeah, I'm not like... <laughs> 
I'm not an emotion. I'm not like a happy crier usually. Yeah. I think as I've gotten older, I have, but I really was never. And I was so confused by my mixed emotions of like, wait, am I supposed to be crying? But like, I'm happy and like, I don't want to cry. Kind of. This is kind of groovy. Uh, Brain says it's the Jeff Healy band. Jeff Healy band sang Angel Eyes. And that's who Mark. Uh, yeah. Mark covered that for me. And then he did it again at my 40th. And it was really nice. But we had a camera crew at my 40th birthday party because it was going to be um, put on, I don't know, you know, like E.T. or extra yeah. or something like that. And they had the footage. I never had the footage. Kind of like my wedding. I still don't have my wedding footage because <laughs> it was cut into a reality show. So I have the old VHS tapes, but that's it. Um, and so I, uh, I recently found one of the songs he sang to me. So I found In Excess, Never Tear Us Apart. Aww. Maybe I'll post it on you YouTube. You should. So you guys can go to YouTube and you can see this show and subscribe and then subscribe, and then rate, and then review, and then... I couldn't help myself, though. I was looking at it, and, you know, I've gone through all the different places where you can get podcasts and made sure I subscribed, and then I started looking at the reviews, which are really nice. We actually have incredible reviews, which makes me feel really good. Maybe we should read some of them. Maybe we should. Maybe on the Secrets episode. Oh, okay, guys. So if you review... (laughs) Maybe we'll read it. We'll only read the good ones. No, Uh, I'll say we'll read the bad ones, too, but but I don't want to bad ones. (laughs) I'm going to do this myself. And then, since two of my kids were isolated for COVID, so we've all been home. Luckily, I did not get it. My husband did not get it. One of my other children did not get it. So I had a lot of time on my hands. And so you remember me telling you about the werewolf novels. Yes. I was kind of, I just finished one. I was kind of over it. Wasn't ready to start another. Let me guess. Did you start Twilight? No. Oh, okay. Worse than that. (laughs) Oh, no. I downloaded SimCity. (gasps) <gasps> on my phone. Oh, you've been into game. Are you a gamer now? <laughs> if that's what it takes to be a gamer, you're gaming. But did you ever go through like Angry Birds? No. Yes. Candy Crush. That, Candy Crush. You get to a certain point and you're stuck on the same level for months. Yeah. And it gets frustrating. I'll probably go back in a couple of years. Candy Crush was the only thing I did in 2012 when I had Tucker. We both had babies nine years ago. I got into Candy Crush, and then and that was only for like maybe. Maybe two months while I was breastfeeding late at night. And mm-hmm. I would stay up all night to play Candy oh, yeah. Crush. And that baby was going to wake up again in an hour. So I might as well just stay awake. Exactly. And I did that. And luckily you would run out of levels eventually or mm-hmm. coins or whatever it was. Hearts. Something, yeah. And then, um, and but before that, before Tucker came along, there was Angry Birds. And I was pretty mm-hmm. into Angry Birds for a minute there. But I'm mainly a Sudoku. Oh, have you ever done Six Towers? No. It, I think it was given to me by a tutor for my kids to have something like an educational game on the phone. Um, that or flow, there's something called flow. That's the pipes, right? Yes. Yes. You have to get the, you have to connect the dots Mm -hmm. through the pipe. Yeah. You have to like build pipes, but the six towers is numbered towers and, uh, sorry, they're numbered like six to one and they're different colors and they're mixed up and you have to figure out a way to move each one from the top over. So you have to do it systematically so you can stack them properly. Anyway, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's pretty, it's pretty fabulous. And, um, and it's educational and it helps. I always think like stuff like that or stuff like Sudoku or even like, I think there's a game that is like Simon, but I think it's called Barf. <laughs> I think it's called Barf. Okay. Maybe it's not with an F, but anyway, <laughs> I don't think it's Bart. Anyway, it's like a memory game with four colors and it goes boop, 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 boop. Oh, and you got to remember like the pattern. Those are so frustrating. I kind of love them. I love anything that's very like, confrontational. You think? Your failure is very in your face with those games. 
It's like, how far can you get? Do, can do, you get do, six? Do. Yeah. Like, yeah, really? Yeah. Especially when you're on the airplane and they hear it through your headphones next to you. Yes. But I do love Sudoku, and I'm back in a solitaire. Like, I was when, remember the first I computers? Yeah. Everyone would play solitaire because it's the only thing you could play. Now everyone's scrolling. I'm for that. But I also like these games that have the stories. So for the longest oh, yeah, time, Sims, I think we've talked right? about this before, the Sultan's game that I was into. Oh, yeah. Oh, my word. Have, have, you, have you done, oh, real quick, sorry. Have mm-hmm. you done Clash Royale? Because no. my son's really into Clash Royale, and it reminds me of something that would look like a Sultan-type game. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Okay. I have not done that one. So I had to give up the Sultans because it was becoming too much. And not only was it becoming a time suck, but it's also like a money suck. Because in oh. my head, I'm like, oh, it's just $10. Just reminded me of something. And so I got rid of the Sultans. I haven't spent any money on video games in a long time. And then I downloaded SimCity. SimCity. Is it the same as Sims? It, so it's SimCity. So you're a mayor of a city and you're okay. building this city up and you're making Sims decisions. was you were like one person yes, in a house. which I loved. Okay. Loved. I never did it. Never did it. Oh, because you get to play God. It it's sounds like, awesome. It does sound awesome. awesome. So some of these things, like anything that I ever thought I might get addicted to, I wouldn't go near. Good choices in life. Never went near those things because I was like, I'm probably going to like them. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I appreciate this about you. <laughs> I wish I had the same self-control. <laughs> I don't when it comes to like food or fast cars, but I do with other things. Yeah. So so SimCity, sorry. SimCity. Interrupting you. I download the game. I'm in it for like an hour. I've used up all my money. And I'm like, oh, fake money. Fake money that they give you. And I'm like, oh, well, I just need to build some more houses. <laughs> so I buy $20 worth of fake money <sighs> and I keep going. It's such a slippery slope. An hour later, I spent $100 on SimCity yesterday. Earmuffs brain. Um, I know. I, I know. Uh, here's the thing. You just reminded me that there I was a that. game called Zoo or something Zoo. I don't remember what kind of zoo, but it was Zoo. And you would build enclosures for your animals and feed them and try to get more animals and try to breed them and try to build an amusement park around it so you can make more money off the thing. And I have to say, I used to lay in bed at night while Mark was asleep and I would like take track of... Which animal you had would pay off of. the most? Like if I got this that animal, it insulted. costs this much, but it'll make this much. Yeah. And yeah. I realized eventually that I'd spend $99, but you, and that was overall, that was in like the months uh-huh. that I was obsessed with that game. And finally I had to turn it, put it down and be like, this is ridiculous. I'm building a fake zoo That's, and spending real money. I, it took me six months to get there with Sultans. It took me three days to get there with SimCity oh. and I will be deleting it off my phone tonight. You've because got to, you've got to take a break. It, it, this, could well, this go is what poorly. I try to tell my kids. I'm like, it's already gone poorly. <laughs> I tell my kids, I'm like, you have to take a break. You, you cannot spend fake money. Like, if you can't get it with points and stars or gems or whatever it is that that game gives you, and you can't be patient enough to wait for those. This is what I'm going to tell you, Amanda. I know. Here's your therapy. If you can't wait patiently for those gems and coins and stuff to, to pop respond. up for you to, yeah. I know. Then you can't play it I anymore. I can't play it. I'm. It is shut off for you. Yes. See, we're just used to this like age where we get our information immediately. We get our entertainment immediately. We get our food immediately. Everything is so instant. We're not used to having to wait and be patient. We don't have to wait a week for our to listen to watch the next episode of our show. We don't have to wait for the radio to play our favorite song. We don't have to wait for the album to drop so we can go get the whole album. We get songs here and there, and then Spotify's got everything you need, and Netflix has got everything you need, and. Instant gratification. You got to fin- figure out a way to, to. It feels good, but you know, you know we got to lengthen our. It comes back to bite you. Our attention spans have to be lengthened in some way. That AT and T bill's gonna. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Tell Logan. I hope you're not watching Logan. Oh, he's... although I know you're listening right oh, now. Oh yeah, he knows. So should we bring in our guest? I think we should. I'm excited. This is 
this is like my first friend in Nashville. I mean, you're my like. I mean, I'll be second. Quickest, fastest, it's fine. Bestest friend. But I Patty to this was one. my first friend because she reached out to me on DM on Instagram. Instagram does have some good benefits. Yes, it does. For real social purposes. She reached out to me on DM because we both worked for World Vision. We met at an event in New York. We had a lot of stuff in common. And then we met up at an event and just couldn't stop talking to each other for probably 45 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. So we found each other on Instagram. And then she found out I was moving to Nashville. And she reached out. She's like, are you moving to Nashville? I'm like, yeah. She's like, me too. And it was like, well, let's hang out because we don't know anyone. We don't know what we're doing. And it turns out we lived around the corner from each other. That's so, so crazy. So a lot in common. Lots of, we have boys and stuff. So let me give her a proper introduction though here. Well, while you're you're doing that, I just have to specify how I was introduced to Patricia. So all I've heard from Melissa about her friend Patty, as she calls her, <laughs> was just how wonderful she is to be around and how much fun she is and how they go walking in their neighborhood and they have so much in common because she has boys. Nothing about the fact that they're both actresses or, you know, successful actresses at that has ever come up. This is just my other mom friend and you're going to meet her and you're just going to love her. So we go to dinner one night and we're sitting at the table and she's like, oh, I forgot to tell you my friend Patty's coming. I was like, cool, great. I've been wanting to meet her. And she was like a few minutes late. We had a table of like seven and she took the eighth chair. And and about that time, I look up and Patricia Heaton is walking into the (laughs) restaurant. And I look at Melissa. I'm like, does Patty happen to be Patricia Heaton? And she <laughs> and I was, was like, like, I didn't know how to be, I didn't want to name drop, but at the same time she was coming, so I should have probably warned you guys. So now I warn you guys. However. You maybe should have. You definitely should have. It was funny. Everybody's kind of like, what? And they were all like, uh, you can't shock us like that again. But then even <laughs> though, and then at my Christmas party, Patty couldn't come, but somebody else walked in the door and I've never heard a room get so quiet. Oh, it was so awkward. So funny. I was having this tacky sweater party. It was loud. It was, I mean, there were lots of people from all different um, kind of parts of my life in Nashville, neighbors, old friends, football moms, lower school moms. Like it was like all these different groups of people and it was very loud. And all of a sudden, Jason Priestley and his gorgeous wife, Naomi, walk in. Stunning. And I mean, it got so quiet that I had to turn around and go, what's going on? It was and like everybody the air had looking been sucked out of the room. It was so, or I don't know if that's rude to say to him, but like maybe the like the air filled the room. His presence filled the room so much that nobody could speak. I don't know. Yeah, but he. It was so funny. I've never seen anything like that happen. It was every. Wild. I think every mom in that room went. <gasps> Brandon's here. Yes. <laughs> it yes. was just a moment of like, wow. Now so you've was, learned to warn us. I have to warn you guys more. I'm not a big, I'm trying not the to be a name dropper. folk over here don't understand what your life is. <laughs> <laughs> but what's crazy is I never hung out with so many celebrities till I moved to Nashville. But it's great here because now I can have them on the podcast. It's true. It works out <laughs> to my benefit. It does. You're welcome. Okay, so tell us about Patty. Okay, here's Patty's intro, guys. Uh, but first go review our show. Oh, wait. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, she was born in Ohio. Uh She felt a calling to entertain from the time she was a little, little girl. You can read about that in her books. But by 1996, she hit it big time by starring in a sitcom on network television that ran for nine years. Can you guess what it is? I have a guess. Following that high success, she dove right into another huge hit show. And when that ended, she added a leading role in her third sitcom to her resume. Patricia Heaton was ranked at number 24 on the TV Guide Network special Funniest Women on TV. She should be a lot higher than that, I think. I think so, too. Nominated seven times, won three Emmys, nominated for 13 SAG Awards, took home one statue. Um, 
By the way, the SAG Award is the heaviest of all of them. I wish I had one. They're gorgeous. She was nominated for a Lucille Lortel Award, which is a big deal in the theater industry. Had a cooking show on the Food Network. Has a star on Hollywood Boulevard. Now, I've got a... Do you got, have one I, of those? No, I don't. I think I should get one. It's time. I know. You have to pay for it now, though. Okay, Nothing. so... All right. Buy me one, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when our podcast has, is at episode 300, I'm going to get a star on Hollywood Boulevard just to be like Patty. She's married to a director, actor, husband, Dave, who's so handsome. Together they have four sons, and now they're my neighbors in our adopted home of Nashville. You know her from Carol's Second Act, The Middle, and Everybody Loves Raymond. My favorite. Or maybe you read her first book, Motherhood in Hollywood, How to Get a Job Like Mine, which is really bright and fun, and I recommend you listen to the audiobook. It's wonderful. Um, or her recent, most recent book, My Second Act, which shares stories from women in all walks who aspire to make their dreams come true as they enter the later years of their life. She has a heart of gold and does amazing work for numerous organizations and is especially known for and called to do work as an ambassador for one of my favorite charities, World Vision. Um, she has sponsored children in Zambia like I do, and she just goes on trips with them around the world to do the good work that World Vision does. She's an, a, a, a very Catholic um, upbringing and comes from a very Catholic family. She has a sister who's a nun, mm -hmm. and she is just she is just a do gooder on every level. I mean, yeah. nice person, giving, sharing, generous, lovely, amazing. Let's welcome Patricia Heaton. Woohoo! So Amanda, you know that I consider myself like a lifelong learner. Like I'm always wanting to learn and get better and learn new things. Absolutely, I'm, I'm right always, there with you. Yeah, trying to learn like a new language or a new hobby or you know something that might carry me through the rest of my life to be able to just have a hobby. I can say I, I I've I've gotten good at and I've mastered. What are you working on now? Go to master class and you can work on anything you want. I love masterclass. Masterclass is so cool. Anything you're interested in. I mean, if you're interested in photography and learning how to write a screenplay, in music, any aspect of music. Songwriting. Mariah so Carey oh, is Mariah doing songwriting. Carey, yeah. Can you believe that? Oh my gosh, Ron Howard does directing and like, I mean, just, you want to learn how to do comedy. You want to, whatever you want to learn. There is always a masterclass. And Judd Apatow is doing. Oh, Judd Apatow, yeah, doing comedy. Comedy. Yeah. So incredible. So listen, guys, we want you to go check it out, okay? You can get unlimited access to every masterclass. And as a What Women Binge listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. So go to masterclass.com slash WWB, that's What Women Binge, right now. That's masterclass.com slash WWB for 15% off masterclasses. And these are great because you can do them Anywhere. Anywhere on your phone, on your television, on your computer. And if you're on the run, you can even listen to audio only mode like a podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can just listen to it like when you're driving in the car. And they're and short and they're digestible. Short. Yeah, they're 15 at the most. They're like 10 to 15 minutes. They fit easily into your lifestyle. And in addition to video lessons, masterclass classes provide you with downloadable lessons, recaps, and supplemental material. So like you can download it for later if you're not right. The recipe. So if Gordon Ramsay is teaching you how to do something, oh, yeah, there's all the cooking. You're going to need to practice. There's so many different ways of cooking and whatnot. There's hundreds of video lessons from a hundred plus of today's most brilliant minds, and it's available anywhere, anytime on iOS, Android, desktop, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku. There you go. So how do they get it again, Amanda? You can get unlimited access to every masterclass as a WWB listener, and you get 15% off an annual membership. So go to masterclass.com slash WWB now. That's masterclass.com slash WWB for 15% off Masterclass. Thank you, Masterclass, for sponsoring What Women Binge. Amanda, how can I feel younger and look younger? Well, there's a lot of answers to that question, but only one that I really believe in. Which one? Have you tried collagen? 
Are you talking about Biotrust Ageless Multi-Collagen Supplements? I am. I do love those. Because, you know, by the time we hit middle age, our bodies produce less than half the collagen that they did in their 20s. And since collagen makes up our skin, hair, joints, nails, and bones, the gradual loss of collagen over time is why people look old. Yeah, we get wrinkles and our joints get stiff. Like right now I'm kind of hurting and like the skin starts to sag and it just takes longer to recover from our really tough workouts that we've been doing. Yeah, and our modern diets aren't helping anything either. As we age... It would take all day to cook and eat the right foods to properly nourish our bodies. That's why I love Biotrust Ageless Multi-Collagen Protein Powders. They ensure that my body is getting what it needs every day to help me rebuild my collagen so I can look and feel my best. And Biotrust Ageless Multi-Collagen Proteins provide you with five types of collagen needed to support the entire anti-aging process. Plus, essential amino acids to make it a complete protein. Yeah, many other brands on the market only use one type of collagen. Right? Mm. And this one uses lots of types of collagen. It's got five. And as I said before, it supports healthy skin, hair, nails, bones, and joint health. Yeah, it supports athletic performance, recovery, and active lifestyle. And gut health. It's easily digestible. And it doesn't taste bad. Yeah, and Crazy. it doesn't clump, right? No. It doesn't clump. You can mix it. That's the best part. Very easily. Yes. There's no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, sweeteners. It's also gluten-free, which you love, and non-GMO, and it's free of hormone and antibiotics. So I have so enjoyed using Biotrust Ageless Multi-Collagen Supplements, and I know you will too. Here's what I want you to do. Go to Biotrust.com slash binge and get your special offer of up to 51% off today. You'll also get free shipping on your order and support from a personal health and fitness coach to work with, and they will share their expertise with you. So go to Biotrust.com slash binge, B-I-N-G-E, to get your special up to 51% off offer. And we want to thank Biotrust for sponsoring this episode of What Women Binge. We are here at What Women Binge with our dear friend, Patricia Heaton. We're so excited you're here. Thank you. My first neighbor, my first friend in Nashville. Yes. It was so yes. crazy. You like reached out to me on Instagram DM, I think. Yes, because I, I saw that you were saying goodbye to your neighbors and you were coming to Nashville. I was like, oh my God, where are you? You know. And then it turns out we're... Literally down the street. Literally from each down other. the street. Yeah, and it's crazy. And so we've gotten together and done walks and had yes. dinners and, and with the husbands and, and breakfasts yes. and long talks and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's been so fun. I'm so glad. And that you makes were here. the transition easier, right? When you know you have yes. somebody, and then I meet your friends, and yes. then here we, we are. have all mutual. Yes, and, and I'm going to steal your trainer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trainer. Lots of we stuff. we are yeah. going to steal yeah. your trainer. We're going to have her on here too. Yeah, you made it so easy for me moving here, like knowing that I had you around the corner, that I had. A new friend and that I like and also like in our industry it's so hard when you move somewhere and you have make friends and like Amanda mm-hmm. and then like I have to leave all the time and sometimes people don't make room for you in their life again when you come back to town after yes. being gone for weeks at a time yes so like the fact that we both have that in common right yes and, and and with some of our other friends too who are coming back and forth or going off to work and coming back here it's great yeah it's nice that you can like you're like all right you know that we have this transient like circus life yes and so sometimes like luckily amanda always made room for me when i came back <laughs> into town but like some people are like they've moved on they have other plans they forget about you know out of sight out of mind a little bit yeah but, um and that's why i love amanda too because she always made sure that we we went for long walks and yeah had our lunches and stuff yeah. i love all that with the girls yes it's so much easier for women to do that yes you know we are such social social beings like i'm right? glad that my husband, David, and Mark went golfing together. Yes. Like, yes, finally, yes. right? 
There's yes, a lot they need of to do more of that, but it's hooking the husbands up. Yes. Too. <laughs> yes, I know the husbands. They have such a hard time. Like, I mean, I can't get my husband to tell me what's going on tomorrow. He forgets to put things in the calendar. He doesn't tell me things, or he thinks he told me things. He swears he tells me things. Maybe he does. I don't think he does. <laughs> but the men just don't communicate. I get so many like phone calls to me or or text messages. Hey, can you have Mark call me because are we still getting together tomorrow for blah 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 blah? Mm-hmm. And it's so hard. I feel like every time we're together, Patty, we're like, we got to get our husbands together. Like, let's make them. You know hang out more and <laughs> yes. that kind of thing. They're just right. not good at it. Right. Well, they need to be doing something yeah. so they don't have to look at each other. They can't sit like men and in have general, lunch No, they don't sit hours. across no. and talk to each other. They both Sip have to be tea. focusing on the golf ball or yeah. a game. Mm-hmm. We'll get them over like right. backgammon or something. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Right, yeah. That's, that's my favorite board game, I think. Logan, Logan and Mark actually bonded over Top Golf. Oh, like Top Golf. golf. Is, is that a key. video thing? Oh, no, it's it's, it's like, like a... Oh, Dave would love it. It is a game. Actually, like there's a, a mandate game? for you for them to go on, actually. Yes, a total no, mandate. No, so it's a thing you go. It's like Not a golf a mask range. mandate, like a different kind of mandate. But it's there's games involved that aren't just like hitting the ball. Like there's targets and there. Where is it a place you go yeah. to do it? Yeah. And there's like numerous levels. So you're just like, you're just like, it's like a driving range with food and. Oh, cool. I've Where tried to do that? it a few times. Is it's it here? Downtown. There's one in like every city now. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's one in Vegas, but oh, there's oh, one I would here. like to do that. I, think. I would actually, I tried last year during like Father's Day and then Mark's birthday in September, which was also Labor Day. So right. I was like, well, but yeah, of course they're like, we're full. I'm like, damn. Yeah. But yeah, someday. <laughs> yeah. Someday when it's like a random Tuesday. We yeah, can yeah, have yeah. a girls night at Top Golf. Yeah. We should I, do that. I've never golfed actually. I'm I have a feeling I'd be horrible at it, but I'm willing to try. Beginner's luck. I mean, man, I like when I do things not knowing what I'm supposed to do and I get a little bit of direction. I'm I'm pretty good at yeah. it in the beginning, and then it's when I start to try to think too hard, right, and try like, to improve, like everything. bowling. Yes, yeah, yeah. My wrist gets tired, and by like you know round five or whatever you call it, the what it was it called like anyway. By yes. the time you get to like the fifth frame, frame, yeah, I'm like my wrist hurts, and all of a sudden they're all gutter balls. But before that, I'm like three strikes, <laughs> woohoo, turkey. I just get up there and happy Gilmore that like, yeah, as long as it's you're running up like you're a yeah, hockey right. player, I love it. <laughs> right, I love it. Um, oh my gosh, we have to get into so much stuff. We have to talk about what you're into, mm-hmm. but. The fans at home, of course, and us. We, we're we fans. So yes. we want to hear about all your things. So, okay. oh my gosh, I have read your book, listened to one on audio, mm-hmm. read one. Um, I read uh, my second act, mm-hmm. and I loved the stories in there. And, and just hearing you transition um, into what you called your second act, and I feel like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm borderline there now. And so that was like, I'm trying to figure out what my second act is. Well... I mean, I, as as I've said to you before, you have like 15 acts so far under your belt. <laughs> <laughs> so She's I'm not going catch up to you. No, I, I, I literally, like, like people, you know... I, I, I like know two casting directors in Hollywood because I've done, I've only done like two shows, but uh, they both ran you for did nine like years, four or five. You were on well, thirty something. Yeah, I, I did have right. the longest running shows. Yes. In Hollywood. No. Uh, yeah. People don't realize that Raymond was my fourth sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. So I had like three failed ones before then, which were all a lot of fun. One of the the, the most fun ones was called Women of the House, but it was a spinoff from Designing Women, oh. where Delta Burke's character became, her, hus- her Congress husband dies, oh, and so she takes this. over his yeah. seat. And that was so much fun, and Linda Bloodworth Thomason wrote it, and those women were really a blast. Terry Garr, one of the most hilarious people. Mm. Here's my funny story that I told Terry Garr while we were sitting in the hair and makeup trailer. I said, Terry, you probably don't remember me, but I was a room service waitress at the Parker Meridian Hotel in New York from six in the morning till noon. And I got in an elevator and you were in the elevator. And I was in my little French maid waitress uh, outfit. 
And I think you had just done Tootsie. I think you were doing press for Tootsie. And I just remember standing next to you. I, I may have said hi to you. And I said, so what I'm trying to figure out is, am I now on my way up? Or are you on your way down? Like, what? where are we as we're sitting in these makeup chairs together? We're back in the elevator. Yes. That's awesome. But, you know, it, it was funny because at that survival gig, I also met Dustin Hoffman mm. and um, and John Cougar Mellencamp, who I called John Cougar Underpants because that's how he would answer the door when you brought his <laughs> coffee. No robe, just underpants. Uh, same with John Denver. <laughs> Is that what Denver, inspired God your oldest son in the middle? Yeah, yeah that's exactly, <laughs> Axel. Um, and um, yeah, so, and got we got free tickets to the Stevie Wonder concert at Carnegie Hall because one of the other room service waiters went up, Manny, and just said, Mr. Wonder, I'm a big fan of yours. And Stevie gave him 12 tickets in the second row. And all of us from room service got to come and see his concert. No way. Yes. So some of those survival gigs were really fun because, you know, you were young, you're in your 20s, you don't have any obligations, you're just... Well, that's you. This was New York in the 80s. Like, and your story is so amazing how you... This is what you always wanted to do. It was so clear to you, right? That, like, this is from, like, four years old and on. Like, this is what you want to do. And you were one of those working actors that, like, you, you kept at it and you... You supplemented your income in other ways until you until you got it. there. Yes. Until it was like go time and you were in it. And and I love that you're a husband too, that you guys like support each other through your careers and um and you know, you you go back to like well tell you, you want to tell some of your like earlier stories? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was in New York for nine years after graduating from Ohio State, moved right to New York. Um and I, you know, I had a bunch of different jobs. I worked in this little empanada shop, and then that person owned an Argentinian-Italian restaurant, so I became a hostess there. I modeled shoes every four four times a year for the shoe show that came oh, into wow. New York. Um, that job Oh, my gosh, you can't trip doing me, that. Huh? Oh, well, you got to buy all the samples. <gasps> you did? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Makes sense they fit you. Yes. And <laughs> when you were a size me. six, because you had to be a size six. I'm that a was the mo- That we, was the hey, sample we size. Shoes. Yes. I don't, Amanda, Are you a six? I'm a six. Oh, okay. Shoes are God's way of keeping Amanda, me frugal. <laughs> I have gigantic feet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But you have a purse collection that. Oh, to I have a handbag collection that was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, you know, that shoe modeling got me my first trip to Italy because they needed someone to go and do fit corrections in the factories so they I went over right around Christmas that time. is awesome and I went I was in Rome Milan and Perugia and they put you up in these fantastic you wow. know palazzos I mean it was amazing oh my and, gosh. and the, the gal that sent me over said don't worry everybody there speaks English Nobody spoke English. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, I had my little, this is back before cell phones or anything. I had a little translating book. A little book. Uh, Yeah. You flip through. Yeah. Like, oh Oh, my gosh. And I had to be taking trains by myself to these different cities. And, you know, Mm. so, um, no, I had, you know, pursuing that acting career, you know, opened me up to a lot of adventures and meeting a lot of different people. Uh, I ran the Xerox machine at People Magazine for a couple years. Yeah. And yeah, you would imagine that, like, all those experiences, I mean, as actors, we want to, like, slide into different skins and personalities yes. and bodies. Well, and- William Esper was my acting teacher in New York for two years. He taught Meisner technique. And 
when we finished the two-year program, he said, okay, now what you need to do is go out and live because mm. you need experiences to understand, yeah. to have something to bring to these characters. To pull from, yeah. Yeah, because we were all in our 20s. And he said, you need to go out and just live. And so, you know, even running the Xerox machine at People magazine was really, really fun um, those were back in the days when when corporations were spending wildly. So we they would always have these what they called pours at the conference room at the end of the hallway, which would mean they would pour champagne and they'd uh-huh. find any excuse to have a pour. <laughs> <laughs> so a birthday, um, somebody got a new necktie. Oh, we should do that. Um, we should have pours here. But there was we should definitely yes, have, pours. have pours. But there was one uh, day where F. Murray Abraham came in because he had he had done an interview for People Magazine and then right after that won the Oscar for Amadeus. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he... That's a poor So they had a big pour. They had a big cake for him and champagne and he came off the elevator and he had one of those Red Apple grocery bags. You know, remember Red Apple grocery oh, yeah. stores? Yeah. And he comes in with a grocery bag and he pulls his Oscar out of the grocery <gasps> out of the bag. Grocery and we all got to hold it. You know, he was so lovely. He's such a kind, lovely, wonderful man. Brilliant. And what was really fun is years later... Once I'd been on Raymond for a while, I got a call from the editor of People. He said, um, if you're coming to New York, I'd like to take you to lunch. And I'm like, oh, that'd be great. And so we had lunch at the 21 Club. And we go down into the basement. And there's and it's a special private like uh, wine room, private dining area. Mm-hmm. And there's all these other people from the magazine there. And I was like, What's, who is this for? And he goes, it's for you. And I was like, <laughs> you got a what? poor? I, yes. Oh. I had a whole lunch at the 21 Club. I love it. And I was you so taken aback because I was the one always taking it. Like my, one of my jobs, along with running the Xerox machine, was running around taking everybody's dinner orders. Oh. On the, the night, every Tuesday, we'd put the magazine to bed, which would sometimes end at like two in the morning. Yeah. So you'd have to take everybody's dinner orders. And, oh, wow. And there were all those people there whose orders. And I now, used to have take. you like been in it more than the days you work there? Yeah, probably, I think probably been in so. it maybe twice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yes, sure you've no. been in a lot more than that. Wait, sp- we don't have pores here, but we do have fuzzy socks. Do you want a pair of fuzzy socks? Yes, I'd love a pair. Do you want to get? I like the black one with the heart right there. Yep, that's the one. Keeping it easy. Thank yeah. you. They might be attached here. Oh, look, and they're kind of little. Sparkly. There you go. And they got the girls on the bottom. Oh, fabulous. We'll leave it up to you if you want to wear them. But either way, they're yours. I'm going to wear them as mittens. Oh, there you go. There you go. Keep your hands warm. My bracelets from clanging. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. So I have to ask you. So like, so you went through all the, you know, you really, you really like, what's the term? Like, not earned your keep, but like you really like worked through. Paid your dues. Paid your dues dues. in order to get to where you were wanting to be. What was the moment when you knew that you had like, or what's the purchase that you made? Or what's the first time you were like, okay, I've made it, or I'm good, or I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Yes. Um, you know, I was in New York for nine years and basically couldn't get arrested. I think I did two commercials. And then when I finished my acting uh, classes, uh, we formed a theater company, produced a play. I was, to produce two plays, Was I was in one of them. I took that play to L.A. and then produced it in L.A. and invited, I invited casting directors to come. So I come to L.A. I'm, what, 29. No real resume to speak of except for the one play I produced to mm-hmm. put myself mm-hmm. in and two commercials. You've got to start somewhere. Uh, I didn't have a car. Uh, I had uh, maybe $5,000 in the bank. And um, I was staying at my cousin's girlfriend's mother's back bedroom in West Hollywood. (laughs) And, you know, all my friends back in Ohio had cars, homes, kids, pets. 
yeah. jobs. Um, but I just thought I'm going to give it a couple more years here. And then, and then I might have to go back to school and do something because yeah. it, it wasn't se- seeming to go anywhere. Um, I started, I invited casting directors to this place. So I took that $5,000. I think I'd gotten it from residuals from a Paps Blue Ribbon beer commercial. Nice. Thank you, Paps. I rented a little theater. We just put the same show on because I'd gotten great reviews in New York and, and brought these uh, casting directors. And so they, I started getting interviews and little jobs, day player stuff, from these casting directors coming to see this play. And then I was um, proofreading for a, a law firm, doing a proofreading, um, or no, summarizing depositions for a law firm. And uh, somebody who was also a temp was saying, hey, uh, I'm doing this play and the lead actress dropped out and can you come and take the part? Oh, wow. And I read the part and I was like, this is a fabulous role. So I learned it in two weeks and got more more casting people to come. And from there, I started getting work. Third, I got a, a couple episodes of 30-something. It was one episode and then as an as a OBGYN, and then they hired me to be the OBGYN for all the women characters on the show. Oh, wow. Yes, so I, came, I ended up doing seven episodes of that. And, this and always be, delivering babies? Huh, delivering babies and telling them bad cancer news and oh, things like that. Oh, feet and stirrups, a yes, lot of that. Yes, okay. a lot of that. And um, I had to. I remember the first audition. I didn't. I wasn't sure how to say epidural because I hadn't had any. Kids oh, yet. now I'm very familiar with epidurals. Um, but um, how did you say it? I just asked him. I said, "How do oh, you pronounce this?" What is this? this? Yes. <laughs> um, but it was interesting because that audition. It was Ed Zwick and Marshall Herskovitz, two incredible writer producers, and. After the edit, I was literally just doing this straight doctor. I was sort of imitating my OBGYN, who was mm-hmm. Japanese and very just dry and strict. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they just, after the audition, they said, you are exactly like my wife's OB. Oh, my God. And they said, <laughs> where did you one? come from? Oh, no. Yeah, they said, where did you come from? And I was like, oh, I just moved here from New York. And they're like, okay. And they called me later and wanted to know all about my background and I ended up doing seven episodes. Wow. And that really, because that was the hot show to be on at the yeah. time. And I didn't even have an agent then. Oh my so people were like, how did you get on that show? And I'm like, I don't know. The casting director saw me and, and then hired me. Wow. So um, did you get a car then? Mm-hmm. Did I did get a get car. car. I got a, uh, I, the, my first car was a 74 Toyota Corolla with a faulty starter. Oh, and when I was on, I think, oh, my first big sitcom was with Linda Lavin called Room for Two, and it was at Warner Brothers, and I would drive this car, and at that time, they didn't have parking, they had the valets, they had these valet girls, so you'd drop your car off to the valets, and they would take it and go park it for you, and at the end of every day, I'd be back there waiting, and they would come running up, and they'd say, we can't get your car started. Only you oh, could no. start it. That was that's a good security. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, was, only yeah. you can start your car. I mean, it was such a little piece of junk, but it was like my piece of junk. It was yeah. my first car. Oh my god! And um, so uh, yeah, I eventually traded into a, a Honda Accord. That was, and my husband and I shared it. We had one car between us. We really? did everything. Wait, when did you together. guys meet? And when did you get married? We met in New York. Uh, I had been living in Hoboken, but I wanted to move back into the city to be closer to the guy I was dating at the time. <laughs> so I sublet my husband's apartment oh. to be closer to the guy I was dating. Oh. 
because Dave was going off to do some Shakespeare in Baltimore. Okay. And it wasn't really an apartment I found out. It was one room in an Upper West Side pre-war huge apartment with three other guys living there. Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, but that's I, one way to meet a boyfriend. <laughs> there you go. So I, I took it. My husband went off to Baltimore, but we kept he kept calling me under the guise of like uh, the phone bill or the rent or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then uh, he was smitten. He was smitten. Dave smitten. I was a I was a little smitten because he was British. Yes, you know. he has oh, a fantastic accent. accent. Yeah, and he's very handsome. Yes, and he's handsome. Um, you know, I was kind of trepidatious about actors, but I uh, was sure he was the wrong guy. Cried all the way down the aisle. <laughs> knew I was making a mistake. Oh, no. Yeah, people were like, was, well, your ha- wedding was amazing. It was so beautiful. You were so emotional. I'm like, yeah, I think I was, I was, I was terrified. Mistake. I was terrified. <laughs> but meanwhile, four uh, boys and four many boys decades and 30 later. some years later. Yeah, yeah 30 it's years all, later. It's all working out okay but for I you. I think so. You know, every anniversary, we turn to each other and go like, we're still together. Yeah. Like, this is enough, right? Like, <laughs> anything we're going to learn about each other now is going to be stuff like, what's that thing on your back? No. <laughs> so that brings us back to, so your most recent show. Yes. Oh, well, first I have to tell you, um, first of all, I was a, I was a fan of Everybody Loves Raymond, yes. even though you guys caused a lot of grief for us on Sabrina. Um, oh, we did? Not really. But we, <laughs> we shared- a lot of hair and makeup. We shared hair comment. and makeup people. Yes. yes. Ralph and then I realized you took Ralph. Yeah, Ralph was our fantastic yes. hairdresser. He's amazing. He did the aunties on my show. Yes. Caroline and Beth. That's right. And, then, um, and so your show was taping on Tuesday nights, and we taped Wednesday- Well, so you did Monday, Tuesday, right? Right. And we, we did, did Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, Thursday, Friday. So right. it was lucky. Yes. We didn't do a live show, so we we taped all day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And, um, and I just remember, yeah, Ralph- your hairdresser, who then went on to do the middle with you, right? Uh, or at least the pilot. Part of the, did part of the middle. Okay, yeah. so he, and then he went on to do like Two and a Half Men and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to do my hair at uh, at my wedding. Oh, and I bought him and his husband tickets to Italy to come get me ready. And he's like one of my best friends. And then Ray was doing a movie in Canada and the movie went long yeah. and he was like, I have to stay with Ray. And I said, it's a guy and it's his hair. He goes, but it's Ray and he won't let me leave. And I, he didn't come to my wedding. And it was like devastating oh. for me. I was like, where's my hairdresser on my oh. wedding? Because Ray was, Ray needed him more than <laughs> right. I did apparently on my wedding day. Right. But um, yeah, so we shared a lot of the same people. Erin. Yes. Still my bestie. Yes. Um, we was have to Suzanne have on there? Suzanne? Yeah, Suzanne was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the same people. Yes. And um. And I'm probably a lot of the same, like, I feel like we probably had rotating directors yes. and cast members and things like that, too. Yes. I feel like uh, there was a lot of kind of crossover. But then um, I just have to mention, because my favorite episode, and we we, brought, we we were talking about it before mm-hmm. we stepped in here, the, uh, the the Big Fork and Spoon yes. episode. Yes, that was the suitcase episode. The suitcase episode. Yeah, where where we leave the suitcase on the landing. You guys come back from a vacation yes. and the suitcase is sitting on the landing. It, it's like such... The quintessential married problem. Yes. I'm like, going to bring the suitcase up. This stupid <laughs> thing that nobody, yeah, the one nobody thing nobody wants, wants to do, do, and you feel like the other person should do it, yes. and they won't do it, and you keep stepping over it, and it yes. becomes like this bitter rivalry thing. Yes. If you, guys, if you at home have not seen this episode, you've got to watch it because it's so And uh, Tucker Cawley won an, an Emmy for writing that episode. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. That is, it's so funny because of all the episodes I've seen, that one always stood out to me and I actually watched it again a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. So I was like, I got to watch that episode it's a again. Great, it's a great one. Because at the end, oh, and Doris Roberts. Doris so we Roberts. Had, Doris came on and was my, uh, played Joey Lawrence's grandma on my show, Melissa and Joey, and oh. I got to work with her for two or three episodes. Oh, that's fantastic. And right, right at Before the end passed, and yeah. she was was oh just a doll. Yes, loved. loved well, she's with her. one of those great old showbiz broads. You know, mm-hmm. she started out 
on in New York early on doing theater, and she's just like a old tough. Like she drank more champagne than anybody. Like, and she was always going on cruises, you know, and speaking it on cruises. And so Ka- that was her personality. Yes, I love yes. it. Yes, and Catherine Hellman played my mom. Oh my gosh, I did a movie with her in 1986. She isn't she amazing? Yeah, the most elegant woman. I think she was on Melissa Joey too. I can't remember. What, I think she might have played my grandma. Yeah. That's so crazy, yeah. Every day at rehearsal, she'd show up beautifully coiffed, oh. beautifully dressed. And she she came across as kind of genteel. But she also was one of these really hard-working, all her life, like Betty White. Like, all you know, I mean, it's just I, at, at Georgia Engel was on our show um, playing... Um, uh, Brad's mother-in-law, uh, Robert's mother-in-law. Uh-huh. And, you know, she's also passed now. Um, but we, I just got to work with all these older women. It's amazing. Yes, it's amazing. amazing. And then and then you also had to work with kids, which is not easy. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and on Raymond, our kids were sort of not a huge part of the show. You know, it was really more about the adults. Um, but on the middle... But when they were around, there was three of them, right? They're like running all... Yes, like, right, yeah, yeah. It's like a... Like it, it feels like all or nothing. Right, yes, yes, that's what she's got. She's got the twins yes. and, a, yes. and a, an older I relate yes. fully. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it was... You know, but they were wonderful kids. And then on the middle, um, those kids also were just fantastic yeah. actors. Yeah. I mean, for so young. And the thing about kids on set, the one, the good thing about them is their memory can be so sharp. If they're focused, if they're not like fully like, yeah, you know, what's that shiny thing over there? If they're actually focused, they were there. The kids will tell you your lines. Yes. I used to do it myself when I was well, a kid. Well, I, you know, I remember sitting in the makeup trailer and I had been up the night before because there's no rehearsal on a single camera show. Yeah. You go in, you have a little blocking rehearsal and then you just go back in the makeup trailer and memorize your lines. Well, you know, I, I was doing mine the night before just mm-hmm. to try to get it in my bones. Yeah, I have to do it the night before. Yes, I cannot just do it the day of. No. I panic. Especially because then you're adding in your, you know, whatever business and blocking and stuff. I would come in and there would be lovely Eden, Cher, who played Sue, clearly kind of perusing for the first time. <laughs> I'd be like, how do you do it? And then she, yeah. and she had monologues. She had these long speeches and she would just right through yeah that's the good thing the, the child's brain yes. memory of an elephant yes. they, like well that's the opposite memory of an elephant's not supposed to be good yo it is good oh it is good yeah um but they were you know they just like i remember there's so many stories of like i think shirley temple and lionel barry more like where she's telling him his lines yes. and you know feeding yes. these adults their lines and it happens all the time and and it's you know even though it's annoying it's kind of one of the best things about them is that the kids remember that stuff and and i used to be that even when i was in my you know 20s and 30s i was really good you know if they changed the lines if they changed the blocking i could do it so quickly and now i have to work a lot harder at it and i don't know if it's i think part of it is that that fire yeah. You know, you had that fire when you were young that's yeah. just so intense. And then. Well, you also don't have a lot of stuff clouding your brain. No, you kind of just like. Four kids. Oh, your you know? brain is like, if your brain's clear. Yes. You're like, it, there's room for that in there. You have yes. to like delete a lot of crap in order to like. That's right. What, do I, what do I have to put in the, the diaper brain. bag? It's what do gone. I, yeah. When's yes. their doctor's appointment? Did they get the DTAP vaccine? Did they, you know. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, and then now with phones. You're clogging up your brain with just a lot of useless crap. A lot of crap. All the stuff we know on TikTok. Yes, the scrolling. What are you scrolling on TikTok? What am I? Okay, well, um, because of the Chinese, I don't do TikTok. (laughs) She doesn't want to be tracked, guys. When we were on Carol's second act and all the young, that was right when TikTok came out. 
And all the younger actors, of course, are all doing their TikToks. And I was like, hey, kids, you know, the Chinese are tracking you on TikTok. That's why I'm not doing TikTok. <laughs> Don't do the TikToks. Did Doris do that kind of stuff to you? And now you're doing it to them. Yes, it's exactly. like trickle down. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know who else was a great mentor to me is Linda Lavin, mm. who's working all the time. And she was she played my mom on my first sitcom on her. Well, it was her sitcom, Room for Two. And um, she was such a great and still is a great mentor to me. She taught me all about real estate, you know, and oh, yeah. um, and just how to be on a set, you know. So I feel like now I'm sort of that older person on yep. set, which is interesting. Isn't it weird? It's, it shifts so quickly. I went from being like the youngest on set to even with the crew. All of a sudden I'm like, yes, now I go on set and I'm like, I'm kind of the oldest person yes. here. <laughs> Unless Ed Bigley Jr. is with me. Like, this is weird. <laughs> Am I supposed to know everything? Am yeah, I supposed you, to pass down wisdom? Because I just don't... need to take Ed Bigley Jr. with you everywhere, everywhere now, I go. So I try. I try. You know what? I do a lot of young Sheldon and then I, um, I he was in a movie. I, I made him play my dad in a movie. I was like, I do kind of drag him everywhere yeah. I can with me. <laughs> well, he's the loveliest person to have around. He, too. Seriously is. Yes. And if you don't know about his career, person. go check it out because oh my gosh, he's yes. amazing. Um and then I have to say, I never really I mean the middle, you did like two hundred and sixty one episodes Something. or something. Like a lot so of crazy. episodes. Yeah. And I had never seen it before, but Amanda oh, it's hilarious. was raving about it. And since you were coming in, I was like, I gotta check it out. I couldn't stop watching it last night. And it is I didn't realize how much I'd relate to it. Yeah, because that's not yeah. really your childhood, right? No, but like, well, no, I did have a pretty I had a pretty like actually you and I because because I've read your books yeah um, had a pretty similar childhood so you and I because when I was reading your books I figured that um, you and I had like a lot of that sort of like playing in the streets yes. like a little bit of free until range, the lights came on until the, the lights came on yeah. a little bit of like yeah like that like getting dirty and and also seasons and things like that like yes. I, you grew up in Ohio where like. You were saying oh, in your book, yeah. yeah, like deep winters and yes. like beautiful springs and like beautiful falls and then like hot summers with fireflies. You guys yes. used to go around and smack the fireflies. So I, I kind of had that upbringing. So I do relate to the middle more than I ever thought I would. Yes. Because, I mean, I, first of all, I was shocked by the oldest son, your oldest son in it. And like, Isn't he brilliant? It's so, fu- it's such a funny, it's yeah, so. Charlie McDermott playing Axel. My son Mason is exactly like yes. Axel. It is insane he walks around half naked right it's all about football he's always making fun of his little brothers and sisters yeah he like, thinks he's oh, smarter than everybody yeah it's yeah. so and then i have the middle one who we kind of can't figure out what he's good at kind of <laughs> right, can't figure right. out and then that's the other thing you and i have in common is we're both boy moms yes so yes. um yes. boy moms there's a there's a serious thing with yes. boy moms man it's uh there is a connection there because well, they talk about that a lot on the middle and frankie talks a lot about you know like for holidays, um, the the boy goes to the girl's house for mm-hmm. the holiday. Like we have, you know, our kids aren't married yet. Obviously, they're yeah. too young. Um, but you're going to have to give yeah. them up on the holidays. That's I'm so afraid. I like literally when I had three boys, I kind of went, okay, never going to be mother of the bride. Probably never going to be present for a baby being born. Like one of my grandkids, unless yes. I'm really close with my daughter in laws. Yes. Be and super nice to them. Super nice. Oh, I'm already planning how I'm going to be as a mother in law. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm taking notes. And, uh, yeah. And like the, the whole, like, you know, the, the wife always kind of dictates where you live. I mean, yes. I'm a special circumstance where my husband dragged me to Nashville, but right. thank um, God, thank God. Right. Amanda? <laughs> right, Patty? Yes. I mean, that's why we're all here. But, um, yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's funny cause it's usually the other way around. Right. And I'm like figuring my husbands are going to go, my husbands, my sons are going to go wherever their wives right. drag them. So yes. a, I don't know. You really never know. Thing. I followed my husband here. Yeah. So, I mean, he had some pretty deep-seated family stuff you had to 
Well, no, actually, he was here on his own when we first met. Yeah. Um, he was doing. Oh, the family all followed him. Yeah, they all came oh. here after we had children. That's good. I guess that shows. So if you if you raise strong boys, maybe they'll stay nearby. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. My in laws are my neighbors, so my brother moved into my childhood home. So. Yes, honestly, yes, but it is with a, a much it's less true. volatile relationship between them. Right, right. But yes, but those just aren't funny, Amanda. I know. A nice I relationship know. with your in-laws is not funny. My in-laws were already here this morning. Mm-hmm. Patty got to meet them. Mm-hmm. We saw them running around outside. So then you did Carol's second act. Mm-hmm. Only went for a year. Oh, it was only one year. Yeah, only one year. But it was on network, so you did a lot of episodes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was it twenty-four? No, we. I think we only did eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. They're getting fewer. Episodes. Everyone's ordering less. Nobody's yes. developing anymore, and that's yeah. the sad part about sitcom stuff. Yeah. But um, but we have to circle back to your TikTok real quick because I think you didn't let us into what you're actually you're on your well, TikTok. I don't so do TikTok. Oh, sorry. I your do Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. I well, knew that. Because we all talked about how much you know in this day and age you need to find soothing things mm-hmm. on your social media. Mm-hmm. So of course, Dodo for all your animal. Yes. videos give me all of the cheesy animal yeah, i don't know not animal, the dodo? i don't do animal oh, videos it's like oh. pandas falling over there's a, oh. a lot of rescues yes and the okay. groundhog the after that lived rescue. in the garden oh, I did you see that, that one? Oh. But i saw the woman who made friends with a wingless bumblebee oh, oh. They, they literally were friends these are my people <laughs> how did they know it was wingless because you could see it she oh realized gosh. that the bee didn't have any wings wow so they became pals and she took care of it until it died bee movie yeah ever seen bee movie oh i love um but there's one called Tiny Gentle Asians, and it's all very chubby Asian babies. Oh my gosh! So they like rolls of fat on it. their legs, and I'm kind of <laughs> I sort of addicted to babies. So well, yeah, you had four. I had four. I should have had more, um, but, but I, I started too late. And you know, I'm I'm one of five You're Catholic. Yes, my mother is one the of the genes. We have guys. Guys. My mother, my mother is one of fifteen children. <gasps> Stop gosh, it! Right. You said that yes, mom. yes. Fifteen. Yes. Oh my gosh. So there, there's like a hundred first cousins on my mom's side. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because all fifteen. Oh, that's got how you ended up between five and ten. There's a story where you end up picking up. Yeah, you see a, a, yeah, a hitchhiker. A, a hitchhiker. How do you cousin? Keep yeah. up? Yeah, you don't. You just hope you don't marry him. That's why my husband. <laughs> Can we get a blood test first? <laughs> that I had to marry someone out of the country to oh make sure I wasn't marrying a relative. That is, that that is, is true. Yes. That is funny. Amazing. Yes. That is funny. Yeah. We're all sick of this pandemic, right? We've been locked in. We've been masked up. We've been getting through it. But the one thing everybody kind of has in common right now is we all could use a little help in the mental health department, don't you think? For Sure. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people are stretched thin. I know a lot of therapists are stretched thin. So it's really hard right now to even get an appointment with a therapist. So there is something really great that can help out, right, Amanda? Yes, our sponsor, BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And if you go to BetterHelp.com slash WWB, they will help assess your needs and match you to your own licensed therapist, professional therapist. You'll be connected in a safe and private online environment, so convenient, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours once you reach out. It's amazing. If you are struggling in any way or just need additional support for, I mean, a variety of things, they handle depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, anger, hope, self-esteem. Yeah, the family conflicts, I love that one. Sleeping. If you have problems with sleeping, you can call them. And I want you to start living a happier lifestyle today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com. Help, that's H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-W-B. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, it's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-W-B. And work right now with affordable, convenient, professional 
I'm going to say that again, a professional counselor online securely. It's amazing. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So one more time, go to betterhelp.com slash WWB to get 10% off your first month. And thank you, BetterHelp, for being an awesome sponsor of What Women Binge. Amanda. Yes. What food is in your freezer that you love to pull out like on the daily? <laughs> this one's easy. It's Splendid Spoon. I knew it. It's the smoothies. It's the bowls. It's the soups. I love the wellness shots. It's just an easy thing. I just... It's always there. Heat it on up. Four minutes in the microwave and you have a meal that's not only nutritious, it's filling, and you know it's good for you because they're all plant-based. It's delicious. Plant-based, gluten-free, and ready-made, delivered right to your door. Saves you a trip to the grocery store, which is awesome. Yes. And when I'm home by myself, when my kids are at school, it is the perfect lunch and breakfast. Honestly, I was disappointed this morning that I forgot to pull my smoothie out of the freezer to put it in the fridge for today. So I'm going home to a smoothie this afternoon. You can have your smoothie this afternoon. No, I love it. They offer four starting plans. Their most popular is a signature plan that includes breakfast, lunch, and a signature reset product which is perfect when we get off track in our wellness journey and overindulge in high-calorie, nutrient-depleted foods. The Reset Soups are low in calories, yet contain vitamins and minerals and are easy on your tummy. And they're delicious. They are. They're they so are. good. They fill you up. They're the right portion. The healthy food can get a bad rep, but these meals are actually delicious. Yes, and Splendid Spoon believes in plant-based eating as the single most effective tool we have to feel our best day in and day out. When you make a habit out of plant-based eating, it allows you to be the best version of yourself with the side benefits of more energy, weight loss, improved sleep, and better skin. I feel that. When I eat good foods, you crave more. Like, you crave whatever you put in your body. So if you eat more of these kinds of foods... You're going to feel better. You're going to sleep better. It's all going to come together. So you want to save $35 on your first order? Well, we're going to give you the code to do that. It's splendidspoon.com slash binge 35. That's how you get started and save $35 on your first order. Yep. That's splendidspoon.com slash binge 35 to save $35 on your first order. And that's only $6.66 per meal. That's great. Well, thank know, you, Splendid Spoon. We love you for sponsoring this podcast of What Women Binge. So tell us, so what are you into right now? What are you, been, is there a TV show you're really So, into? well, Ozark just came back on. Oh, yeah. And this is the final fourth season. And they've, they, they usually did sort of like seven or eight episodes. They've done 14. And so they've oh, split wow. it into two. So we've watched the first seven. Okay. And binged it. So I couldn't, Mark and I couldn't get into it. Well, I, what it's is, very violent. I have to, I have to warn any yeah, of your viewers. I'm not worried about violence, but I guess, you know what? Mark has a hard time with people that don't redeem themselves, like House of Cards he had to give up on early and stuff like that. Yes. So I wonder if so I could watch it alone. he's not watching Succession. No, he's not digging it. But he loves things like Suits and Blue Bloods, and I feel like that's... I feel like he would probably like Succession. White Collar? No, I, I think, think Succession like, is an acquired taste because I not remember... Watching it at the beginning and going, what is this show? I wasn't getting it because it's this very weird, dark satire. Mm-hmm. So, and I wasn't getting that at first. I'm like, I said to my, Dave, is this a comedy or a drama? I can't tell what it is. But once I got the hang of it, yeah. it was completely addictive. And um, you and Logan it's like are going to get along. It takes so you like well. a little while to get to really like the taste of beets, right? It's like one of those yes, like, yes, actually, <laughs> yeah, that is true. An acquired taste. Are, have you acquired that taste? Because beets, yeah, I yeah. Have. It was something Ooh. about my thirties, or maybe it was my pregnancy yes. when I was like thirty-six that I was like beets. my whole life I was anti-beet, and here I am, and I actually roasted beets the other night. Oh, oh okay, no. quick random beet story. Yeah. I went to New York. When <laughs> I I've got one too. Go ahead. <laughs> I went to. I went to. This is actually not about beets, but funny enough, is um, I'm in New York. It's my birthday. I think it's like my 37th birthday and I'm pregnant with my third son and all 
I wanted was a street dog. I just wanted a hot dog from a, a cart. You know, yeah. And uh, my friends are like, you can't have a hot dog when you're pregnant. You can't have a hot dog, especially from a street vendor. You can't do that. You can't do that. And I was like, why not? So we go and I Google it. And I'm like, why can't you have a street dog? And it was like, well, partly if it's not boiled hot enough, but mainly it's the nitrates in it that everybody's worried about. But then I find out there's more nitrates in beets, like one beet. And I've been having beet salads every day. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid hot dog. So I ate that hot dog. Well, we had, we were, you know, had a juicer on the set of the middle. And I remember someone making me a beet juice and, you know, so I drank the beet juice and then I'm in my trailer and I'm like, I feel odd. I feel really <laughs> Oh, no. And it, no. literally my mouth filled. I kept my mouth shut because I didn't want to throw up in my trailer. And I, it, I, oh, I mean, it, I bet it looked all, like blood. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought, I think it was just too, it's very sugary beet juice, you know. Uh, and so I think it, I just overdid it. I mean, my body, compl- I, and I have not been able like. to look at oh, beet juice. Oh, that really? Oh, oh, sure. Beet juice is one totally. of my favorites, though. We got to mix it with a little like apple and lemon, but like beet juice is like my favorite I kind don't of think juice. I want it. Drinks. I love a little dirt. goat cheese on a beet salad. That's what it, when I think of beet juice, I think of sweet dirt. Yeah, it's got that. Kind I kind of like it. I don't know why. Yeah. That's how secession like is, beet, right? Secession yes. is a little bit like <laughs> a little funky, dirty. Do you like no, the funky, dirty? I mean, or... that show, that's also only going to come back for one more season. So, wait, I think. explain Ozark to me because here's the yeah. thing, and maybe there's a few, maybe there's still a few people out there that, that feel the way I do. Like we got into a few episodes of it, but didn't really. I didn't really get the gist of what's going on. So it's the. Can you just give me? Yes. Yeah, so so Jason Bateman plays Marty Bird, and he is an accountant, but it turns out he's an accountant for a drug cartel. Oh, does he? He doesn't know that. I don't think drug cartel knows books. Yes, they do. They have to. No. They have to launder business, right? All right. So his part, I think, his partner is the one that knew what was going on. I, I can't remember if the first season if he actually understood that's what was happening. Mm. But it, it 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 comes back to him, and a, a bunch of violence starts happening. And he and his wife, uh, played by um, Laura Linney, who's amazing, mm-hmm. Wendy. She plays Wendy. So Marty and Wendy take their two kids, and they go to the Ozarks to start. Because now, now if he doesn't, no, if he doesn't launch, keep laundering the money, he's going to get oh, killed. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. So he flees. They flee Chicago, and they go to the Ozarks, which. Nobody's done a show in the Ozarks before. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of brilliant. I've heard of the Ozarks, but, yeah. you know, and it's a huge vacation place. It's actually beautiful, but it's a little bit funky also. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of gambling Earthy. and stuff. <laughs> Earthy. Yeah, like beets. Like Earthy. Beets. And uh, so he, um, so the family, and now the kids find out what their parents do, and now they're a bit complicit in it. But they have to do it. Okay. okay. And they run into watch it again. I'll try local, again. uh, Mafia, like Kansas Mafia. It's this. It's what I love about it is it's it's a an environment you haven't seen before. Yeah, and you ha- you take normal people, your average American, and you put them in this crazy situation. So is a fish out of water? In yes, the way? yes, totally. A yeah. little bit like break. It sounds a little bit like Breaking Bad, maybe. A little bit like Breaking Bad he has, has to that, do definitely the bad has thing. a Breaking Bad vibe, which I also loved, and um. And and what's great about Laura Linney's character is she just turns into this monster, oh, like a really? very cool, calculating monster. Ooh. So it's very v- great parts. All right, you sold me on it. But it's it very violent, I have to say. So I'm okay with that. I did Game of Thrones, and they're putting people's heads on pikes and yes. like you know jabbing, right. like brutally so torturing hard for me because I I would have to watch it during the day. 
Dark affects me. Amanda's yeah. very. Amanda's sensitive. Well, no, I Amanda get likes that. her bright colors, and she's very, very creative. But yes. she likes her happy. You like your Things Ted Lasso, with, right? Well, you I know feel what I was big, thinking about you know? the other day because, you know, uh, we're all women of faith here, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking it's very hard to do stories about good people and make them interesting. Well, to be you honest, you have to have flaws. And that's, you know, with the screenwriting course I just finished taking, I was learning a lot about, like, you can't fall in love with your characters and you can't try to be nice to them. Like, you have to be mean to them. And that's, like, you have to have the conflict. Because well, life flaws. is mean. And, but right. Ted Lasso gets away with it in a way. I mean, yeah, the outside world is sort of attacking the whole team, but the team sticks together in right. a way. So, th- you know, there's a few examples of that. But I think you can be a positive person, but no matter what, there has to be conflict. There has to be conflict. Yeah. And... I mean, one of the things we talked about with like succession is that they're all kind of garbage humans. Yeah. But, but they're so fun. You know, <laughs> my friend, my friend, uh, we have a little text chain of gals and my one friend said, well, I watched Yellowstone because everyone's watching it. But come on. It's like horrible people. <laughs> yes. And Yellowstone is. No, thanks. And I was like, OK, look at Succession. Horrible people, yeah. violence. Yes, please. It's, it's so. funny. That's actually what I've been comparing it to. When I was watching Secession, yes. I was like, because I love Yellowstone, but I was like, Secession is like is like Yellowstone, except not set in the cowboy world. Like, and minus the violence. For, well, right. what Yellowstone? No, Succession oh, doesn't succession. have quite the violence. Yeah, that's true. They don't have the violence. Yeah, but yeah, Yellowstone has that crazy violence where, but like. You, but you're kind of like, well, they're cowboys, so yeah, right. But they're right. cute. Now, they're are you sweaty. watching 1883? Yes. Yeah. Do you like Love that? Love it. Yeah. I'm actually a few. I I didn't quite get through it yet, but um, it's like that one that's sitting there waiting for the time. Like, right. I feel like I have to be like wide awake. Like I have to get to bed early yeah, to watch be able that to one. Focus. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's really. I mean, Faith Hill and uh, Tim, um, McGraw. Uh, Tim McGraw are so good. Yeah, they're very they good. Really in are. It, yes. But yeah, I'm loving that show, and uh, yeah, I do. I and I'm Sam, a little late um, to it. Who's the lead, the other yeah, lead guy? That, oh, um, Sam Elliot. Sam, Sam Elliot. Elliot. I mean, that guy is such an iconic yeah. character actor. He, that guy doesn't age. He's been the same age. For, like <laughs> he's kind of like well, Doris Roberts. One of those people that has looked old for a very long, just like, like Doris, just like 30. Betty White. Like these yes. are people that like Doris played Gene a grandma. Hackman has in... always looked older. Gene Hackman, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They they were they were character actors that have always kind of it's bizarre like that. Yeah. Big Lebowski yes. was how many years ago? Oh gosh, yeah. and he hasn't. Yeah. yeah, and he hasn't. Aged. But that's what I, think, years I always ago. thought that about Doris Roberts. Like when she was on Melissa and Joey, she looked no different than she did thirty right. years before yes, on Christmas Vacation. Right. You yes. know, like that's right. You kind of she's she played the grandma her whole life, right? Since she was forty, yes, you know? right? So yeah, I get it. I could, I could, I feel like I could start playing the grandma soon. Yeah. Have you done? Uh, a, have you done grandma so. yet? Uh, yes, I just did a, a movie that's coming out in March called Unbreakable Boy. Oh yes. Oh, you have to tell us about this Zach movie. Levi. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you, you produced know, it. No, I wasn't producer. Oh, that wasn't the one you produced. No, that That's wasn't the one, the one I produced. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, um, yes, I'm now graduated to grandma. Role. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's funny cause I'm in the trailer, but literally I'm in the movie for a total of maybe five minutes. If five. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Well, it's funny. I'm just starting to play the mom. Strangely. I've been a mom for 16 years mm-hmm. now myself. And I was a late mom. Yes. I was 30 when I had my first, well, just almost 30 before when I had my first son. But it's funny cause I never played a pregnant woman. I never played uh, a mom of a baby. I've only been the mom of teenagers in my show. No good Nick. I was a mom of teenagers and I'm about to uh, come out in a movie where I'm the mom of like two college kids and a teenager. And really? Like, Am I already there? I've never even been pregnant. 
<laughs> but it's also the first movie so where I get to die. you just skipped over that whole thing. Yeah. I, I still have like my bucket list of things I haven't done. Like yes. I haven't, I haven't died. Right. I haven't, um, I, I had, I was saying a few years ago that I'd never played a mom, but now in the last five years that's changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been pregnant. Yeah. I have to, I'll have to t- tick some of these off though. Yeah. Do you have any things that you haven't played yet? Um, well, I, I always wanted to ride a horse in a movie, which you oh, just did. I just did. Yeah. And so I did that for, uh, uh, I think it was a, a TNT movie. Um, and uh, that was fun. That was really fun to take lessons. I mean, I yeah. had one scene where I rode a horse. Well, when you have to, like, it was interesting for me when I was doing the movie Mistletoe, Montana. I had to, I had to play a cowgirl. And in order to do that, I really wanted to be authentic on that horse. And so I had to get comfortable. I had to force myself. I mean, I thought I was going to die some days going out to ride. But I was, I would say goodbye to Mark and the kids and be like, I don't know if I'll see you guys. because <laughs> This horse really doesn't Probably. like me. But, like, I was trying my best to get comfortable and... It was fun. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. That was actually one of mine too, that I was like, someday. Yeah. Yes. That's the great you know, thing. I'd like about- to do like a period piece, you oh, know, yeah. that would be fun. Yeah. And even you get right. in a corset. Yes. Put me in a corset. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Torture. They're so beautiful. Yes. But they look fantastic, Man. but like they're torture. To yeah. want, it is I want hard the to. boobs up to my chin. Yeah. Yeah. I wear my spanks <laughs> today because I didn't want to be squeezed. <laughs> yes, give me the waist, <laughs> big skirt. Yes. I actually did a, well, that's a story for another time. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Wait, you were telling me about some podcasts that you liked, and I listened to some. Yeah, so I am sort of eclectic. I listened to um, Tim Keller. He's the pastor from yes. Redeemer Presbyterian. You told me that one a while ago. Yeah, so I listen to him every day. Yeah. Um, and he basically, they've basically, he has over 2,000 sermons, and they're just all bloated on and his And he's got podcast. so many books. and he's So many he's, books. He's just amazing. Yeah. He's just a wonderful guy to listen to. And then I'll listen to um, atheist Sam Harris because he has a Balance. lot of interesting. Is that which one's Hidden Brain? Hidden Brain is just its own kind of thing, oh, okay. and that's all different aspects of the brain. Which Sam is really Harris. Is, Sam Harris his, does his, um, um, making sense. Okay, that's the one I just listened to. Yeah, that one I could not get in. I couldn't. Well, get it into. depends on his guest. So yeah. he has a lot. Like he's a neuroscientist, I yeah. believe. So he has a lot of cool guys on who talk about psychology and neurology and that kind of stuff. So I love to listen to that kind of thing. Um, but then, so that's Hidden Brain is the one that you you turned me on to. Um, cause I started to listen to one of Sam Harris. I think it was about sleep or something. Was, yes. And yes. I listened to the sleep did, one. Yes. But I, it just, it, I, I don't know if it's his voice or whatnot. I got a little drowsy in the car and I had to change it. <laughs> okay. Part of the, one of the things I do love listening to Sam Harris for is he has this mellifluous voice that's kind of low. <laughs> and if I'm trying to get to sleep, oh, it's good. I'll put it on. And this is not to say to Sam Harris, your stuff puts me to sleep. I do find it interesting, but if I'm trying to get to sleep and I need that little thing, yeah, it relaxes. It relaxes. Sam Harris, you. come, come, um, get Patty to sleep. Yeah, you. well, you know, <laughs> some what, what's interesting? I Whisper didn't realize that when you put the podcast on, there's a timer where you can set it to go off. What for ten minutes or twenty minutes? Or... Oh, I just started that on Instagram. Instagram does that now too. Okay, so and so you can it'll warn you. It'll be like you've been on for ten minutes, and right. I'm like, I turn. That's when I turn it off now. So the podcast, you can you can do have it. Turn off at the end of the podcast or turn off in 10 minutes or 20 minutes. But I don't want people to turn our podcast off. No, not to no. keep this one on all no, but day what was really long. interesting, before I knew that was a feature, my sons, this is the only reason you have kids is so they can show you the work <laughs> the technology. Yeah. My sons showed me this because I had been listening, trying to get to sleep, listening to this Tim Keller sermon, and I fell asleep, but I, the 
they, they kept playing sermon after sermon after oh, sermon. And in much. my mind, I was having a dream that Tim Keller was talking to me in my head and I couldn't stop him. And I was going around <laughs> to people saying, I can't stop Tim Keller. I'm talking to him. He's in my head. This was my dream. It's like a nightmare. It was a nightmare. <laughs> I was like, I love Tim, but I can't. I can't. <laughs> that's like the ones I and have where I can't said, stop oh, running. Oh, you gotta put it on a timer. Oh, I'm that's like, crazy. All right, I'm gonna check out the timer. I didn't yes. know you could do that. <laughs> yes. But the Hidden Brain one. So I listened to one called what was it? Minimizing pain, maximizing joy. Okay. And it was really interesting. And then I went to Bible study last night, and it really like the stories that the between like what they were talking about in Hidden Brain, which is not at all religious. Yes. But then the sto- then what we were learning in the Bible study, it all sort of intersected at the right time. And I was like, this is so wild, like right now. And just teaching you to like really be present, really be grateful, really, you know, focus on gratitude. And they, they said something interesting on Hidden Brain. They said there's something called the gap. Oh, what do they call it? The gap something where you are aware of what you have, but you want more. You want something else. And you can see the gap between what you have and what someone else might have. And so you have, you try to fill that gap. You try to catch up make that gap, close that gap in. Right. And, uh, the way to, to not do that, the way to not cause your life, yourself pain or to be more grateful or be more present in the moment is to really like focus on what you're grateful for. Like these, the two guys, the the host and the, and the guest were saying they'll pretend like their wife died or that something's the last time, like this might be the last time I ever mow the lawn. Like someday there will be a last time that I'm going to mow the lawn. And when that happens, I'll, I, maybe I'll be in an old age home and I'll be, you know, thinking about the time I, I mowed the lawn and there will be a last time I mowed the lawn. So, yeah. you know, and then I'll think of that as the good old days. And like, they were talking about like, these are the, these are the good old days. And, yes. um, and it was really interesting. And then at, at, at Bible study, we were talking about, um, you know, that same sort of thing, like being present, being great, grateful and, um, the way you pray and that kind of thing. And I was like, it's so, it all is so true. Like yes. you know, to maximize your joy, just imagine this is the last time I might get to kiss this person goodbye or, right. you know, talk to them on the phone or whatever it is. Well, one of the ones on Hidden Brain I really enjoyed was um, they had the author of a book uh, on, the book is called Choke. Mm. And it's it, it came on the heels of Simone Biles at the Olympics, yeah. just not. Getting the yips or yes. what she called, yeah. Yeah. And this author talked about she, this happened to her. She was a college athlete and they were being scouted and she knew it. And she just completely screwed up and didn't get, you know, the whatever she was looking for, whether it was a scholarship or whatever. And um, she wrote a book about it, about what makes you choke. And a lot of it is just because and one of the reasons I was interested is because I've been going and doing little parts in some movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not my comfort zone because I've been on these long-running shows where I know the soundstage and I know the actors and I know the you writers. You know what craft service is and you're number one on the call sheet. You know the red your character is. And you're, you can kind of relax, right? Because, you know, and people know you and if you flub it, that's it's fine. Not a deal. You know, and, and you usually don't flub because you're so relaxed and you kind of know what's expected of you. Well, when you drop into a movie for a day or two, and everybody else has formed a family. You're not really part of that family, and, you know, if you're just doing a couple scenes. And you know, like a lot of these movies, they're on a tight budget and a tight schedule. So you don't want to be that person who comes in and screws the day up yeah, for yeah, the director, yeah. right? And you only get like a chance to make no, you have this to, impression you have to like really quickly. You know your stuff because they're not going to spend a lot of time on you, yeah. you know? And I just... 
I mean, some of these parts that were so small. And I was like, for weeks before, I'm like, why did I take this part? Yeah, nervous, yeah. Yeah, you just can't sleep. Like, it's hanging over your head like a cloud. Yeah. For me, anyway. Yeah. You know, and because it's, I'm, I'm just going to walk into a situation where I am not in control in any way, shape, or form. But here's the thing I always think about that, like... um you know, I used to always get nervous doing everything. Do yes. everything I get nervous about. Am I going to mess it up? Am I going to trip? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to, you know, am I'm I going to make suck. people mad? Am I going to suck? Or, you know, what are people going to say about me? But there's only a few things that I don't feel that way about now. And it's like things like, uh, you know, presenting an award at an yeah. award show or going on a talk show or something. Right. Like, I feel like, okay, I've got that. Like, I can answer any question you throw right. at me. But, um, but if you don't feel that way about, like, the big things, about, like, directing something, producing something, starring in something, guest starring in something... Mm -hmm. Then I feel like you're dead. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's what I try to remind myself that, like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Why am I so nervous? Calm down. But it, I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, it's okay. It's okay if I'm nervous because that's a normal human reaction and I'm living the experience and I'm not dead to the world or what's, what's happening. Success right. feels so much better. Yeah. Yes. When you overcome that. Yes. Right. And I think, you know, it is uh, as, as, as badly as actors can come across to the rest of the world, right? You know, y'all are all right. Entitled, <laughs> like sort of, you know, out of touch with yeah. the real world, right? We're kind of spoiled, blah, blah, blah. But I have so much sympathy because what we do is hard. And I was, I just did a very small part in a movie with Brian Cox, who plays Logan in Succession. Mm -hmm. Such a wonderful, I mean, I've been a fan of his forever. And when I saw that, I would get to do a scene with him. I was like, okay, I want to do this movie. <laughs> it's just a couple up. scenes, right? So, cool. okay, let's let's do it. And the first scene, I'm just sitting across the desk from him talking, playing a doctor. This movie isn't out yet, but um, and and the, you would have thought I had Tourette's the way I said my first line. It was like I kind of got it out of my mouth, and and I just I looked at him. This is when the camera had turned around on me, right? And I I just looked at him. I said, I totally suck. I hate doing this. <laughs> and he's like, I said, he said, being an actor is so hard and nobody knows it. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it it's so constant. nice of him to have said that to me. And then, right, then it's, I was fine. You but know, it's you like get constant imposter syndrome. Yes. Right? You always feel like you're an imposter. You always feel like, like, no matter how good. much I direct and how much, you know, people hire me back and stuff, I'm still like, uh, they just, they, they don't realize that with yes, the mistake yeah, they yes. made and they don't realize what's going on. But I hear that about, you know, I've, I've heard that in a lot of, of interviews and stuff from a lot of big actors, writers, directors, you know, politicians, everybody. Like, you, you kind of hear that, you know, there's a, I mean, we all have a lot of insecurities. I feel yeah. that way. And I think and actors I more do so normal than human things. Like, I'm not an actor or anything yeah. big like that. But I remember, like, I studied weather and I remember finishing the program and I even won an award. Like, I'm a great weather forecaster, but I feel like the biggest fraud because like, I'm a stay at home mom. Yeah, you know, like, yes. um, I do laundry. Yeah, right. Oh, come on. I you mean, do I do a more lot than that. more than that. But you know, it's those moments where you're just like, uh, like PTA. It's hard to like you like to run feel everything. like. I don't know. Like, am I a scientist? Yeah, I'm not a scientist, right? But yeah, kind of am a know, scientist. It's, it's right. constantly Weird. trying to yeah remind to yourself, yourself that, that you're, and that's normal human insecurity. And I right. I think that actors and creative types in general, and Amanda, you're one of them. You're definitely uber creative, um, just have so much insecurity, right? I mean, I feel like when you think of someone that's a diva or that's 
um, you know, I, I feel like it's always like some sort of an insecurity coming out. And that's why we try to slip into other people's skins and try to play other people. Yes. But I also think that very few people in their jobs ha- have to come up with something and put it out there for the whole world to see judge. and criticize and to judge and criticize. Like, like nobody has to do it. Well, that's, we do that's it true. every day. If the show's a hit, it's because of you. But if the show's a flop, it's, it's because, because of you. you. Right. <laughs> so right. You can't and, win. you know, you also think like if you're a writer or if you're a producer and you decide this is a great project worth all my time and energy and money and you and you push it out there and you, you know, there's of course you're going to doubt yourself and think like, would any but why would anybody else be interested in this? Maybe it's just me, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, you know. And I think I talk about in my book, your second act. Uh, I I open with sitting in this hotel room in Oklahoma City, and we're trying to find this location for this movie that mm-hmm. we've finally got done, and we're just about to take it out to sell it. It's called Unexpected, uh, with Anna Camp and Joe Mazzello. and we were couldn't find our location. And I'm sitting in this hotel room, and I'm like. I'm 62. I could be by my pool and I'm <laughs> yeah. sitting in Oklahoma City in this hotel, go, driving out way out to the boonies looking for a farmhouse that would be suitable for this. What am I doing? Like, why? And the, like, why? I don't have any business producing. Why would, you know, and the movie has turned out so beautifully. Mm. Um, but when you're in the thick of it, you're thinking we have we have no idea what we're doing. And this could all just turn yeah. to dust and ashes. It's, a, it's not like you're crunching numbers where it's like where you it's know a very that obvious you, equation. Right. Yeah. No, it's not at all. It's a very subjective thing. And, and it's thing. hit or miss. I mean, look, you and I both know we've had huge successes and huge failures. Yes. And Things that you thought were going to be like, oh, yeah, it's it's me and Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Of course, yeah. this is going to run forever. Right. Gone. Yeah. Gone in three episodes. Oh, oh such a good know. show, though. I remember yeah, that. it was that. Back to you. Um, and you know who else was in that? Josh Gad. Oh, really? Oh my yes. Gosh. Uh, Ty Burrell from Modern Family, oh who played gosh. Phil. I mean, that had a, that was an one amazing that was cast. meant to go. That something weird happened. It's just the writer's some strike executive. happened. The writer's oh. strike happened, and then when they came back, it was like everything. was... But look, I don't even know how you would have had time for that. You did. You did. Everybody loves Raymond. That like pretty much what you had a year or two off, and then you yes. went into and then the middle, th- and then you had like six months off, and went into Carol's second act. Yeah, something like that. I did. Yeah. Uh, I think back to you is between Raymond and the middle. Okay. In that tiny amount of time. Yeah. Right. That <laughs> minute. Imagine if that had gone yes, five seasons, right. then you wouldn't have had the middle. Right. And, you know, yes. But then maybe the middle would have come later. Right. No, it probably would happen with someone else. Who knows? Like, yes. That's yeah. so crazy. It's- what are you going to make for dinner tonight? You know, why do we have to eat three times a day? It's so hard to make decisions for the family. People are picky. Every it's, single night. It can be really difficult. Every so you, single day. Do you know what I've been using that really helps? What? HelloFresh. Ah, I knew you were going to say that. You know (laughs) HelloFresh. I love HelloFresh. They're America's number one meal kit, first of all. And it just makes home cooking easy, fun, affordable. That's why I love it. I love it too. And my kids have really gotten into it. They enjoy helping me with the recipe cards. Not all of them can read the cards yet. That's okay, though. You know, getting them involved in the kitchen is, like, one of the ways they say you teach kids good habits. And and you're teaching them, like, a lifelong skill, which is awesome. All of the ingredients are already pre-portioned out. It is so user-friendly. It's already all there. You skip the grocery store, and you can count on HelloFresh to make it all 
make it all happen for you so you don't have to worry about what's for dinner tonight. It's already there in your fridge. That's awesome. Maybe we'll have those meatballs again tonight. Oh, the meatballs are good. You know, HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that can make you feel good with up to six recipes per week to choose from, including low calorie and carb conscious options. You like the carb conscious. I do. I'm really trying to lose weight right now. So, And you're working on the, the gluten free, right? Yeah, that's going to make it easier. I just love how convenient it is. It's quick and easy. I mean, 20 minute recipes, low prep, easy cleanup. They will even provide faster route to putting food on the table. I That's love that. nice. Quick I, dinners on weeknights. I mean, there's nothing better with having a big family. And it's also 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal. And we used to eat out a lot. And now yeah. since we have HelloFresh, not only are we eating better, it's much We're more reasonable. My wallet is more full and I'm full, but I'm also not putting on the LBs, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean exactly. <laughs> I'm able to keep it to a good portion, if you will. So if our listeners want to give HelloFresh a try, they just need to go to HelloFresh.com slash binge16 and use the code binge 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Yeah, so go to HelloFresh.com slash binge16, B-I-N-G-E-1-6, and use that code binge16 for up to 16 free meals, three free gifts. And we want to thank HelloFresh for keeping our little What Women Binge podcast going, and we hope you guys will take advantage of this amazing offer they're giving us. Amanda, I just couldn't deal with dinner last night, so you know what I did? What did you do? I reached in my pantry and I pulled out a box of cereal and I added a little oat milk to it. And do you know what it was? I have a suspicion. I that it bet you know. Be magic spoon. It is magic spoon. <laughs> it's our fave. I love cereal. It's easy when I can't think about stuff. I just can't. You know, I get home and I just can't deal with trying to put something together and whatnot. So grabbing the box of cereal, adding a little oat milk to have my protein in there is just. My favorite part. I have been exploring combining the cocoa with the frosty. Oh, how's that? Yes, it's delish. That's a new one for me. Yes. So it's like, you know, you got the chocolate vanilla. It's like a Neapolitan, if you will. I just need a little strawberry in there. Oh, you could add the fruity. Oh, then I'll have to do two at a time. Then I'll add the third. Oh. One step at a time, Amanda. We're creating a blend of our own. Are you listening, Magic Spoon? (laughs) (laughs) So I love it because it's also zero grams of sugar. 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. That's so good. And it's only 140 calories a serving. It's also keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free and low carb. And there's a variety pack. So if you aren't sure which flavor to order, you can get the variety pack. It's four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted and peanut butter. Yeah. So all you have to do is go to magicspoon.com slash WWB to grab the variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code. It's WWB at checkout to save $5 off your first order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it at all, for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Yeah, remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash WWB and use the code WWB to save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode of What Women Binge. Okay, we have a few questions for you. We ask everybody, what show is listed under continue to watch on your Netflix or any queue? So it would be, as we mentioned, Ozark. Okay. So you still um, have to get through that. Get through that and continuing watching 1883. Okay. Um, and I, I watch The Office constantly. Oh, that's yeah. your like go-to. That's my go-to kind of like relax. Yeah. What about a book that's been on your nightstand like a little too long that you didn't finish? Um, it's It was called, it was about the the pandemic of 19 whatever. The 1912. Yes. Uh, or the ni- Spanish 19, flu. Yeah, yes, Spanish the flu. Spanish flu. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it was, it's a very good book. What's it called? Do you know? Yeah, the great flu, the great flu epidemic, okay, something okay. like that. Yeah. Uh, what's your go-to podcast for long commutes? Well, Tim Keller sermons—that's always good. And I do then do um, audio. 
audiobooks, Audible. Okay. That's long term. Yeah. Yes. I can't get Audible to work for me. I just use books, by the way. I can't get the, that app. Oh. I don't know. It's not as easy as Amazon. <laughs> right. Show you watch only to have something to talk about with other people. It's just something like you. That I don't really, like I'm yeah, not that, that into. You, or maybe that you but, turned on just because people were talking about it. Yes, and you well, think the, like, I, the reason I started watching Breaking Bad was that one Halloween where everyone was dressing up as Heisenberg. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Why is everybody wearing a pork pie hat? And, <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and people I, tr- you know, trusted or whose opinions I respected were all watching Breaking Bad. And I had watched the pilot and I remember it's like it, it, it's uh, Brian in his underwear mm. in a tr- uh-huh. in a, a RV <laughs> with some gal jumping out the window from yeah. having sex, and the guy jumps out the window. I mean, it would just feel. I just thought I can't start the week with these people. <laughs> this is but too brilliant. too, I know. too I, depressing. That's... And then, of course, I got so invested in it because we were behind, like three seasons behind. So I would be watching it. And I would have to be on the middle at 6 a.m., right, to be in hair and makeup. It would be 2 in the morning. And you're just... And I would be like, okay, if I watch one more episode, that'll be 3 a.m. Then I'll have three hours of sleep, and then I can get at least 30 minutes of sleep at lunchtime. Okay, I'll just do one more. (laughs) That's that's a true binge. Yeah, Yeah, that's a true binge. Um, All-time favorite movie? On the Waterfront. Okay. Marlon Brando, Eva Marie Saint, Carl Malden. I don't think I've seen that. Oh! I know. Okay, we'll have a movie night. We'll we watch have to it. have a movie. Have you? Yeah. No, I've never seen that one. Oh! I, I've been it's meaning the to. Great, yeah. On every level music, writing, acting. Okay. Oh, well, you know how story. we feel about classics. So oh, we're yeah, in. we got to do okay. it. We got to do okay, it. Okay, we're going to do that. Okay. All right. That's on the list for sure. Beauty product you can't live without. There's so many. Um, I would say Oxygenics, which is like this oxygenating cream that I put on morning, noon, and night. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to get me that because yeah. you have great skin. Um, a show you didn't expect to like but ended up... Oh, no, a show you... Expected to expected like. Expected to like but ended up disliking. I'm like, I can't even read right now. A show I expected to like and ended up not liking. Um, I Yeah, I usually stop right away if I don't... <laughs> like, I never watch anything all the way Like, through. I watched that... What, I hate to bad a, mouth, especially because when friends work on them. But yeah. there's that show Ghosts right now that came yeah. out a little while on ago. CBS. It's supposed to be I think good. it is. Like it looked funny. I was like, what a gr- great idea. Yeah. Some humans move into a house that's haunted. Yeah. How fun. I thought it was it was wrong on every level. Really? <laughs> Not even oh, wrong. That's... Not even like 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 really basic jokes and like just under like overplayed acting. And right. I was just like, I tried so hard to get through a few of them. And I was like, Ugh. right. It might be one of those that season two ends up being better and they right. really find their groove, but I was, yeah. I, I gave up on it. Oh, okay. So I hate to say this. I'm not a Ted Lasso fan. <gasps> I was wondering <laughs> if there were any out there. If You're I just the first. This entire episode. You're the first. I, you no, I want to know why. No, I've tried three times. Really? Oh. Nothing against the actors. I don't think it's, f- there's no jokes. I, Your husband's British. I know. <laughs> He's also a huge soccer fan. This seems so weird to me. No. I, okay. I, I like can it. unequivocally say 
It is not a funny show okay. because I feel like I know comedy really well. You are you do. a very you funny do. person. Yes. So I'm, I'm it's really, not funny. I want to see it through your eyes. I know. We keep, you know, people we highly respect keep saying, oh, Ted Lasso. And we're like, okay, we have to try again. because He doesn't like it either. Dave doesn't no, like it? No. That's like, crazy. We don't, we don't get it. Like, yeah. wow. We okay. sat there through the whole first you like the dark stuff, though. And we you were like just the like, stuff. I well, I love the, the office, though. So, but here's the thing. The office is super dark, actually. Yes, it, it is, actually, because you know? pre- he's pretty mean. They're all They're all mean awful. to each other, yeah. It's but true. in the best, funniest You way. like the self-deprecating stuff, yes, I think. Yes, yes. Um, what about a food you would take to a deserted island? Just one, if you could have one. Food. One. Okay, does this count if I say breakfast burrito? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We because had, yeah. that has everything in it, right? It's got meat, it's got cheese, it's got a yeah, little Yeah, I mean, carb. I would say pizza, and pizza has everything in yes. it, too. So breakfast burrito is a, a good burrito, one. If I was just talking about survival, yeah. if I was talking about just what I love. It's Something you can't live without. Like an, Well, I can live without it because I do live without it, but apple fritters. Oh. Like, especially from... Um, Hostess. Victor's uh, oh. Bakery in L.A. <laughs> oh, a real bakery. Okay. Victor Benny's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, what is one book that you have on your bucket list that you want to read? Well, two, both Russian (laughs) 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 crime and punishment and brothers, but really brothers Karamazov, which I have tried three times because apparently it was my mother's favorite book. She died when I was 12. And, you know, I, I feel like I will, I will connect with her better, uh, if I would read that book because she was so into it. I, those Russian names, man. It's like reading the Old Testament. <laughs> is it like? Is there an audiobook you can listen to instead that maybe, maybe would it's help hard you for me the... to keep? I have to. I'm more. I feel visual. like Game of Thrones would be really difficult if you didn't know the names before you read the book. Oh, like Game of Thrones. When we first started watching, we had to pull up one of those trees, like family oh, trees. Oh yeah. It, yeah, and we yeah. had to keep pausing it to sit and look Super down confusing. at the. Super confusing. They were like yep. to see who was. See, who. I haven't done that one either yet because it's. You know what? Super dark. I don't, the violence in it is what it is. It, the sex in it was like. O-T-D. That's only for the first two seasons, but there is a lot of it, and it's di- it's disturbing. It's disturbing. Disturbing sex. Yeah. Um, movie you feel like you should have watched but haven't. Movie I feel. Oh uh, well, <laughs> I've never watched. What's the James Cameron one where they go to the planet? Titanic. Oh, Avatar. <laughs> Avatar. I've never Avatar. seen that either. Never seen it. I just oh. have zero interest. All right, we got to have some movie nights, peeps. Yeah. Um, workout or class you're obsessed with? Well, you're, you're obsessed with your trainer. Yes. Erin Opria. You've got to have her on here. I hear she's very famous. I've got to, yeah, she's, uh, she's no joke. Um, and your most juicy guilty pleasure of anything. Mm -hmm. Well, it might be just constant HGTV. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Constant Mm -hmm. home reno shows, the lottery winners, house hunters international. One of our favorites where people that people in Europe get away with murder selling these rundown old places. Right. And they've got all these Americans. They're going in this crumbling Italian villa going, I could see myself with a glass of wine out here every day. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have heat or running water, but go ahead and take the wine out there. <laughs> I love that. So yeah. uh, we always ask everyone what's what, how many unread emails do you have in your inbox? Do you have your, yeah. How many unread? This is this is very telling of people. Don't is you? it? Like, yes. you, well, you know, it's Amanda used to have ninety two thousand. What are you? What are you at now? Four thousand. What are you at now? So where? How do you find where the unread ones? Just are? the red just dot. All inboxes. Oh, she's actually got a very manageable number. Two thousand four hundred ninety three. That's not bad. Oh my gosh. You guys. 
I was at ninety five thousand. I probably subscribe to too many things. You know when you're trying to buy something. So this is what I tell everybody: you got to get a different email address, like a Hotmail or Yahoo, another address where all the shopping goes there. That's what it is. So I have sixty nine unread right now in my inbox. One of our listeners yesterday tagged me on Instagram on his. Had over two hundred and fifty thousand. That's someone who doesn't check their crap. They need to check the crap. I felt very like known and understood, actually. <laughs> Wait, do you have a ton of unread? Well, I don't oh, anymore because like, Melissa is trying to change. Except me. that all she did was check the uh, she red. She made them all red. It doesn't mean that they were actually red. She right. didn't like delete anything or unsubscribe or clear it out. She just so every day this week I've been like. Amanda, I'm doing the letter W today. Are you doing W? Let's do W. Like, I wanted to go alphabetically through the tender. Keep scrolling. (laughs) Well, I also don't listen to voicemail. I don't either. I have hundreds of voicemails. It says it on my message. I said, I don't listen to voicemail very often. I haven't answered. So please text me. But see, the little red dots, the little uh, up, the notifications drive me nuts. So I have to do things to get them off. I have to get them off my plate. I don't, just don't do notifications. Just turn off your notifications. No, but then I won't know how much people need me. (laughs) Oh, but you have notifications turned off on my text messages. Yeah. Uh, Uh Always tell me. Mm-hmm. At from 11 p.m. until 7 a.m. I do, or all day long. See here, no, here's that's the on group thing. text. You should not group be text. able to know if you text somebody. You shouldn't be able to know whether they're. <laughs> she has it on, you or so not. I know. Okay, well, so I think turn they let off. you don't know. No, that's the thing. That's a new thing. I'll I think, show where you. They, they you si- it says silence no- notifications. I think it's supposed to let you know, like when I text my kids. So now I know that they're not going to get it because they're at school, or but you're not going to get it. What's the thing about that people can tell whether you've read it or not? Yeah, the red. I don't do that. You can't do that. Do that. Why? Yeah, I'm Why an extrovert, you? but I need I need right. that space. Right. Yes. I need you. Not I need to that know. space. The silence <laughs> yes. notification things. I'm like, oh, okay, they're at work or they're at school or they're well, busy also, or they're in a meeting. If you or hit it again, it let it notifies you anyway, which I really appreciate. Yes. Because I'm like, mm, I'm important. Also, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My kids have figured out that if they call twice, it'll ring through. So that's why I've gotten a few calls in here before. Oh right. Um, oh, she's gonna ask you some this, this or that. That's real quick. These are just, and then we're gonna have you write down your. Secret. You're gonna give us a secret because we're gonna do an episode at the end of the season where we open okay. up secrets, okay. and you don't have to tell us who you are. Okay. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Housewives or Kardashians? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ever Please. ever I also will never do Dancing with the Stars so stop asking oh wait oh. real quick on that the middle I don't know if it was the I'm first so or second episode you guys sit down to watch in 2009 Dancing with the Stars that was the season I was on yeah, it was. I was like oh my gosh that's my season so we were kind of connecting that way okay. pizza or tacos pizza soft or firm mattress soft beach or mountains <laughs> I love that you have to choose wait really not mountains I love both, but oh. I'm I'm probably beach. Uh, coffee at home or Starbucks? Coffee at home. Uh, sweet or salty? Kettle corn, both. Oh yeah, <laughs> we you are my people. <laughs> right. Yes, country or rock? Well, if you listen to the Eagles, they are country and rock. So oh, it's you're a combo of everything. Right in the middle here. Okay, right. dog or cat? Dog. Dog. <laughs> All right. Art or sports? Art. There we go. Okay. Aww. Even though my dad was a sports writer. And so was your husband on your first TV show. So that's so, was, so weird. And so was Ray. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm super Raymond. bizarre. I, yes. I didn't realize that until I was reading yes. your Wikipedia. Yeah. And so that your dad was a sports writer. That's yeah. wild. He's in the Football Hall of Fame for being the top football really? writer in the country in 1980. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So cool. Look at yeah. you and your family and all I have your No reporting. interest in it. And he also told me never date a professional athlete. 
And you went for an actor. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I acted didn't teacher said acting. the only worse profession than acting is being a poet. So at least I didn't marry a poet. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. This has been so fun. Will you yes. leave us a secret so we can open it on our last okay, episode? Okay, yeah, I'll have to think of it. Thank you, Patty. Okay, thanks, thanks for being Patty. here. Yes, the best. This is good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us for What Women Binge. You can connect with all of us on your favorite social media platforms. We have at What Women Binge. Amanda? I'm at Amanda WWB. I'm at Melissa Joan Hart. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can find all of our links at whatwomenbinge.com and subscribe on YouTube. Our wonderful theme song was written and produced by my cute husband, Mark Wilkerson. What Women Binge is produced by Laughagram Studios, video production by Matt Giesler, and audio by Matt Lott, and production assistant Jennifer Best. What Women Binge is distributed by Podcast Heat. For more information, visit podcastheat.com.